after me if you would. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Reben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. Father, I pray that as I minister your word, that life will come out of the word. And the spirit of God will minister to each person where they are. I thank you, Father, that today's teaching will elevate our church from where we are to another level. And that, Father, those who are here, that will hear the word, I thank you that it will take their individual life to another level. And we declare that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow the word. And as I decrease, I thank you now for increasing so that I can feed every person your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a new series entitled Open Doors. Everybody say Open Doors. And two weeks ago, we introduced the subject of praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. And I know it's a very controversial or undertaught Uh, area and that's why I'm talking about it because uh, everything that God has for you he wants you to have it but for you to get it sometimes someone has to teach it to you and so we discovered two weeks ago that when we're born again we receive the Holy Spirit which is the gift of God and then when we receive the, the Holy Spirit as the gift he comes or brings nine manifestations with him according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 And we talked about what those nine manifestations were. And one of those manifestations was tongues. Everybody say tongues. And that is the ability to speak another language that you have not learned in the natural. In other words, you can't go to school to learn how to speak in tongues. Amen. Because it's it's by the Spirit. And so today I'm going to cover and hopefully help you discover the benefits of speaking in tongues. Everybody say the benefits of speaking in tongues or praying in the spirit. They're, they're both the same thing. And then I'm going to hopefully at the end help you and show you how to activate that in your life. And what I'm going to do is since we have corporate prayer this week, Monday through Thursday, then those of you who would like to pray in the spirit because you don't know how and you want it activated, then we're going to have those times in prayer where you can do that. Amen. So if you want to know how to do it because you don't know how to do it, just come to prayer Monday through Thursday and we'll make sure that it's manifested in your life. I want you to turn to three verses of scripture this morning. I want you to find 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 and then I want you to find uh, Acts chapter 19 verses 1 and then I want you to find Acts 
chapter 8, verses 12. Those are three passages of Scripture. That was 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4. I'm going to read 4 through 7. And then I want you to find Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 2. And then I want you to find Acts chapter 8, and we're going to start in verse 12. If you're there, say, I'm there. Now, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, last uh, two weeks ago, we discovered that praying in tongues is for everybody. And the reason most people don't know that is because they even have not been taught that or they don't know how to manifest that. And so we, we define praying in the Spirit as a God-given ability to pray a supernatural language that only God understands. Somebody say, only God understands. And when you get born again of God's Spirit, He puts His Spirit inside of you, which is Holy Spirit. And when that Spirit comes inside of you, He brings manifestations and giftings along with Him. And so we learned two weeks ago, and if you weren't here, I need you to get the CD from the second service because I use an additional example that I didn't use in the first service. Everybody who's a believer has the ability to speak in tongues. Now, some people don't want to speak in tongues because of how some people respond to the feeling of the Holy Spirit. In other words, never mix the emotions up with the manifestation. I'm going to say that again. Don't mix the, the emotions that people have about the Holy Spirit with the manifestation itself. Because we, remember, we read the manifestations were very clear. They were tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. But don't get that mixed up with somebody dancing. And dancing's not wrong. Running's not wrong. But everything must be done decent and in order. Everybody say decent and in order. A friend of mine at uh, Gateway Church is Ed Funderburg. He told me a very funny story. Uh, this was at a church he was a part of years ago. A spirit-filled church, you know, they believe in the Holy Spirit and the giftings and the manifestations. But, you know, they kind of had gone overboard. Uh, this church were people who probably swung by the hand of the chandeliers. And so he had been working on his neighbor's. Uh, uh, he had a neighbor that stayed next door to him. He'd been trying to get this guy to come to church. He'd been witnessing to him about Jesus, and uh, this guy just wouldn't come. And so after 10 years, this guy finally comes to church with Ed. Well, that day just happened to be one of those days where they was acting like they were crazy. I mean, uh, he came in, and, and, and some old school churches would call it the spirit was high. Well, that day, I don't know if it was the spirit, but I think some people was high. And man, somebody, you know, the guy was in church and he's, he actually ended up being on an aisle seat. So he was, somebody grabbed the church flag and ran around the church with the church flag. Ran around and just accidentally hit somebody in the head. Cut them so bad they had to get stitches. Now, do you think his neighbor was encouraged by that? No, he wasn't because he was the person that got hit with the flag. Everybody say the Holy Spirit is not goofy. See, if you find goofy people, they were goofy before they got the Holy Spirit. Now go to Acts chapter 19. Go to Acts 19. Because you can have access to something and never use it. 
Acts chapter 19, verses 1. You can have access to something and not use it. I could give you a million dollars, but if I don't tell you how to access it, that million does you no good. Amen. And many Christians, or all Christians, uh, 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 have the Holy Spirit. They've received the Holy Spirit, but not all Christians speak in tongues. I'm going to say that again just to make it clear. All Christians have received the Holy Spirit, but not all Christians speak in tongues. Now, let me show you something and let me show you why. Look in Acts 19. We're going to start in verse 1 and 2. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, he came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples. And he said to them in verse 2, read it with me. Have you received the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost since you what? Believe. Then we read two weeks ago, they went on to say, we have not even heard that there be any Holy Spirit. And then if you keep reading, it says in verse 5, after he preached the word to them, they heard this. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul laid his hands upon them. And and this is one way to activate it. And the Holy Ghost came on them and they what? Spoke with tongues. And what else did they do? Prophesied. So there are two of the manifestations that happen. But here's the key. See that word receive there? In the New Testament, there are many Greek words that describe our English word receive. And because they don't spell it out in Greek, because we've translated in English, we miss the true meaning of what the scripture was saying. In, in, in this verse right here in verse 2, when he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe what he was actually saying? And I want you to write this word down if you're taking notes. And if you're not taking notes, I want you to write this word down anyway. That word received there in that verse is the word lambano. It's spelled L-A-M-B-A-N-O. And I'm making that very specific because there are a lot of Christians who have received the Holy Spirit, but have not lambano the Holy Spirit. Now, this word received is lambano. Now, let me show you what that word means uh, quickly. Greg, you are, you're in, in shape. You can get up here on this stage. Uh, actually, you don't have to get up here. I just want you to do something for me. Now, the word lambano, when you look it up in the Greek, it means to take hold of. It means to claim and it means to reach after. So I'm going to ask him now to lambano or receive this clock. Now, who had to do the work? Greg had to do the work. He had to do the work. Now, stay right there because I'm going to use you just a second. That's the lambano that causes a person to speak in tongues. And because most people think that God's going to make them do it or wiggle their tongues, they never lambano. All they do is decamaya. Go to Acts chapter 8 now. Go to Acts 8. Go to Acts 8. Let me show you now this word lambano and the second uh, Greek word that I want to show you because it's going to make a real difference in how you receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, look in verse 12. This is so good. Now, it says here, but when they believed Philip, now, they remember, they were preaching the word. When they believed Philip's preaching, 
the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed, and he was baptized. And he continued with Philip and wondered, and behold, the miracles and the signs which were done. Verse 14, watch this now. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had what class? Received what? The word of God. Now that word received is not the same one that we read over there in in Acts 19. That's not the word lambano. That's a different word. That's the word decamiah. Now if you want to know how that's spelled, it's spelled D-E-C-H-O-M-A-I. Now, the word decamiah is different from lambano. Remember now, lambano means to take. It means to grab hold of. It means to reach after. But here, it said that they received the word. That word receive is the word decamiah. And so guess what happened? Paul or uh, uh, whoever it was there was preaching there. And uh, their hearts were open. Your, your hand is going to represent the heart. And and so they were hearing the word, and so they just heard the word. They received the word. And the word decamiah means to accept. And that's what happens when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. When you accept him as your personal Savior, when you decamiah him, the Holy Spirit as the gift comes on the inside, but now he wants to manifest on the outside. So you just can't, well, you can, but but there's a big advantage of not just Decomaya in the Holy Spirit, but also Lambano in the Holy Spirit, because one of them allows me to accept the word and receive Christ. The other one allows me to express in manifestation the giftings of the Holy Spirit. Did y'all get that? All right. All right. Yeah. Give me a hand. That sounds good on the CD right there. Now, now watch this, because I'm going to show you the same word, lambano, in the same verse. Watch verse now. Uh, it says, in verse 14, they came, they heard the word, verse, verse 15, who, he, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might, what now, class? Receive the what? Now, what word do you think that is? That's Lombano. He said, man, they didn't already receive Jesus Christ. They didn't already receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now it's time for them to manifest that thing. It's time for him, them to manifest the, 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 the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And you need that in your everyday life. Amen. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some benefits of speaking in tongues. And then I'm going to give you some personal examples if I can. Go to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Are y'all with me so far? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Now, here's the first benefit of speaking in tongues or praying in the spirit. They're both the same thing. It's number one, you receive power that gives you boldness to witness. It gives you power. And the boldness to be able to witness. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you shall receive what class? Power, that word receive. There is lambano power. When? After the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he says, And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. He says, When you learn how to lambano, you become a witness. Everybody say years ago. When I was working in corporate America, you know, uh, I used to work for this company called Airborne Express. They are now called DHL. They used to do overnight shipping and stuff. And so I was a brand new sales representative, but I was a spirit-filled sales representative. 
Listen, we be in meetings and I've been, I, I'll be speaking in tongues of myself, waiting for the meeting to be over. And so one day, uh, you know, I went to go visit all my customers. You know, before they took you to training, they wanted you to just meet your customers. So I went out to meet all my, my customers and stuff. And so uh, uh, we had one big customer that was making a lot of money for us that was having some problems. Their packages were not landing in the right locations. And we're talking about thousands of packages a day not going in the right direction. And we couldn't figure out why. So my boss said, hey, Evan, come to this meeting with me. It's your customer anyway. Just sit in. I know you don't know anything really because you're new. You haven't been to training, but, you know, just sit in on the meeting. So we're sitting in on the meeting, and they're describing what's going on in this situation. And I have no clue what they're talking about because I'm new. So I say, well, I ain't going to waste my time in this meeting. I might as well pray in the spirit. Maybe I can get an answer from the Lord. So I start praying in tongues of myself on the inside. Mm-hmm, I just start praying on the inside. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gives me the solution to the problem. Now, I don't even know it's the solution to the problem. So I wasn't going to just make a fool out of myself and say, hey, I got the answer to this, y'all. I waited till we got in the car. And so my boss and I, we rode together. I said, listen. Uh, and I spoke some, some words that only a person who knew what they were doing would say the words. So that shocked him that I was able to articulate language that was in that particular industry. And so I said, I think the zip code on their account is wrong. He said, well, why do you say that? I said, well, I was praying and I was praying in tongues. He was a Christian, but he was one of the Christians that didn't pray in tongues. I said, I was praying in the spirit while we were in the, in the meeting, and the, the Lord told me the problem is the zip code. And if the zip code is wrong, the packages are going to be wrong. Well, we got back to the office. The first thing he did, he went back to his desk, typed in, pulled up their account, and guess what? The zip code was wrong on their account. So he came back to me. He said, how did you do that? I said, you really want to know? He said, yeah. I said, come on out to the car. Let me tell you. So we went out to the car and I taught him what I'm teaching you. And by the end of the conversation, he was praying in tongues. Everybody say it ain't hard. So it gives you the power and the ability and the boldness to witness. Here's number two. Speaking in tongues allows you to to pray directly and speak directly to God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians 14. When you pray in tongues, only God understands what you're saying. And the good thing about that is, is your prayer cannot be blocked. And you're going to pray what God wants you to pray. Because see, some of y'all are praying, Lord, Lord, uh, don't let them lay me off. And when you're praying in tongues, you're really saying, Lord, Lord, let them lay me off because you got a better job for me. (laughs) So some of y'all got fired and you didn't know why. That's why. I mean, how many got laid off a job and you got another job that paid more than that one? Let me see your hand. Now, how many of you thank God that you got laid off or fired? Praise the Lord. Listen, when it happens, just send another note to your old boss said, thank you for laying me off. I appreciate that. Speaking in tongues allows me to speak directly to God. First Corinthians chapter 14, look at verse two. It says, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue, remember unknown is in italics if you have a King James Bible, which means they added it to make sense. But we we don't have to add, add it. For he that speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but speaks unto who? Speaks to who? Speaks to who? For God, as it says, speaks to God. For no man does what? 
understands him, how be it in the spirit he speaks what? He speaks mystery. So, so when I'm praying in tongues, I'm not just wasting time. Even if my mind does not understand what's going on, my spirit does. Amen. Here's number three. No, here's another, the, 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 the benefit that we just read. No one understands what I pray but God. And you know what? That's good because sometimes if we knew what we was praying, in some cases we wouldn't even pray it. Amen. I didn't know at times I was praying in tongues and I didn't know what, what in fact, that's how I found this building. I was in prayer one day, praying in tongues, because, you know, we either needed to go to two services or move to a bigger location from where we were. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to preach twice, so I just want to find a bigger place. How many of you know that sound like laziness right there? <laughs> but I was like, but you, know, but, but you know me, I'm a very cost-effective person. And so when I took the cost of doing two services at the smaller location and took the cost of having one, just one service here, it was cheaper. But I found it when I was praying in tongues, the, to- the-, the Lord told me what street it was on, and, just, and then he led me to it, even though I had never seen Seguin in my life. So speaking in tongues allows no man to understand, which means that no man can mess it up. Amen. Here's number three. Speaking in tongues strengthens me spiritually. It strengthens me spiritually in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Look in verse 4 now. It says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue or a tongue edifies what? Himself. Now the word edify means to build up. It means to promote growth in Christian wisdom, in Christian virtue, and in Christian holiness, and in grace. It also means to rebuild and repair. Everybody say rebuild and repair. So when I learn how to pray in the spirit, when I learn how to pray in tongues, what I'm doing, I'm building myself up. I'm edifying myself. Praise the Lord. Now, just write down Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. I'm going to show you this word edify again in a different version. It says, therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. The word built there is the word edify. Go to Acts chapter 20. Go to Acts 20. Go to Acts 20. Let me show you this word again because I'm going to show you. Uh, it's something key to this. When you learn how to pray in the spirit. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Acts 20 32. It says here now. And now brethren. I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace. And this word of his grace. Is able to do what class? It's able to what? Build you up. The word build there is the same word edify that we we read. But notice in both instances when it talked about being edified, it was connected to the word. But now when we read it the first time when it said, when I pray in tongues, I edify myself. Notice that was connected to the spirit. Do you notice that? Now, speaking in the tongues by no means replaces the word. But it does by all means complements the word. In other words, when you learn how to pray in the spirit, it's going to complement the word that you know. Uh, 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 everybody said years ago. When my wife and I, some of y'all heard the story, but it fits into what I'm saying right here. We, we were trying to buy 
our first Mercedes. Everybody, first, first Mercedes. Everybody say first Mercedes. Yeah, I've, I've had many others since then. So, you know, I, I didn't just get it when I started here. I had them before that, okay? So, uh, so you know, just to help some people. So, uh, we went out. I was looking for our first car purchase or a second one because my wife totaled the first one, praise the Lord. She did. She told it, trying to bring her man some lunch. Praise the Lord. She did, but praise the Lord. So we, I'm looking for this car. So I see this car that I like. It was a 190E Mercedes. Everybody say, that's old school right there. That's old school. Uh, but I saw it. I liked it. And I, I said it was a good, good price range. We could afford it. But so the next thing I had to do was get some financing for it. So I'll never forget. I came home. I told my wife about it. And back then, they didn't have, you know, phones where you could take pictures. So I just had to describe what I saw. She was like, babe, that's the car right there. That's the car. So I started calling around. I called my bank. I called every bank. And I'll never forget, my bank said, well, we'll give you the loan if you put down like $10,000. I was like, if I had $10,000, I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> and then I remember calling the credit union, and they went through the whole list. You know how credit unions are. They're very specific. You know, you got you to... Gotta, uh, be re- related to somebody who was in World War III. <laughs> Ain't had a World War III, but you got to be related to one, though. So they went through the list, and I didn't hear nothing. And, and, and so I went to my wife. I said, babe, you know, everybody said no. She said, that is not the word of the Lord. Because the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. And we didn't just want a car. We needed a car. Someone say need. And God already promised to supply how much of our need? All of our need. Now, we might have not needed a Mercedes, but since we could afford one, we might as well get one. And so when she said that, you know, I just got frustrated because I, I didn't know what to do. So I just, I'll never forget, I just laid down in that bed and I began to pray in tongues. And as I prayed in tongues, the Lord just gently spoke to me and said, Evan, call that last credit union back. I said, did you hear them tell me no? <laughs> he said, I heard them tell you no. I said, well, then why are you asking me to call them back? He said, because I want you to call them back again. I said, but did you hear them tell me no? So he and I, about 10 minutes, I'm going through this in my mind, in my head, because I can hear the voice saying, tell me to do it, and I wouldn't do it. And finally, he said, oh, okay, you can do it or not do it, but I'm telling you to do it. So I get back on the phone, and I call that same credit union back. I said, can you tell me the criteria for getting a car loan here? So they went through all the criteria. Then they got to the last one. They said, yeah, and you have to be related to somebody who was a, a, a veteran. I said, say that one again. They said, you have to be related to somebody who's a veteran. I said, a veteran is somebody who used to be in the military, right? They said, yeah. I said, well, my dad was in the army. Does that count? They said, yes, it does. I said, praise the Lord. I said, so what else I need to get a loan for this car from this credit union? They said, well, you have to open up a savings account. I said, well, I ain't got that much money. What are we going to do here? I said, well, how much money do I have to put in this savings account? They said, $5. I said, I got $5 now. I got $5. I said, so what else I got to do? They said, well, you got to fill out an application. I said, well, I'll be down there in a minute. I went down there. I said, so how long does it take for me to know if you're going to do this? They said, oh, we'll know between 24 and 48 hours. In 24 hours, I got a yes. But it all stemmed from my, 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 not ability, but my 
unction to pray in tongues. And I don't know why so many people are bothered by it. Amen. I'm talking about in your private life. Now, I ain't talking about, you know, like, I got a friend of mine. I'm going to bust his name out, too. His name is Craig Lavigne. I'm going to just bust him all out. He's going to hear the podcast, too. Well, Craig and I, we were new believers. And we, when we learned how to speak in tongues, it was so fascinating to us. We just thought it was cool. So I'll never forget, it was about five of us. We went to the mall, right? And we went to the mall on, on, on one side of town that we shouldn't have been at. You know, in other words, we were probably the only persons of color in that mall. But we went in there and we was just, just having fun. And guy was playing, my friend was playing the piano in the middle of the mall. And people was gathering around. And we was just passing out flyers about Jesus to them. And security started following us. So we went in this one you know, department store. I'm not kidding. This is a real story. We were in one department store, and I'm ashamed to say that I did this. I said, hey, man, let's do this. You go on that aisle, and I'm going to go on this aisle, and I'm going to speak in tongues, and you're going to speak in tongues out loud to me, and they're going to wonder where we came from. <laughs> so he in one aisle speaking in tongues, and I'd wait till he stopped. And neither one of them sound the same because nobody's tongues are the same. And he'll start speaking, and when he stopped, I would start speaking. How many know that's the wrong way to use it? <laughs> Time is hot, dog. I'm out of time. <sighs> okay, let me, can I give you one more? Go to Jude. Jude, that's in the back of the book, close to Revelation. Go to Jude 20. There is no chapters, there's just verses. Jude 20. Here's the other advantage of being able to pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, it causes you to Build yourself up in faith. It's like doing spiritual push-ups. Now, how many know I don't look like I do push-ups? You know why I don't look like I do them? Because I don't do them. Now, I'm pretty sure that somebody who does push-ups, if they were to come up here, they would look completely different from me. Because not that they have more muscle than I have, They just exercise the muscles that they do have. In other words, my muscles enlarge. I don't get more of it. They just enlarge of what I got. And so when you learn how to pray in tongues, you build yourself up. You strengthen yourself. In Jude, verse 20, if you're there, say I'm there. It says, but you, beloved, building up who? Yourselves. On your most holy faith, how? By praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, you, listen, this week when I didn't feel like reading or nothing, when I didn't feel like doing nothing, I I was praying in tongues, man. Because when you're sick or your body's not responding like it's supposed to be, you better figure out some other way to pray. Man, I just began to pray in tongues all this week. I was praying. Even though I was miserable, I was praying. The Lord probably heard me screaming at him in tongues. I don't know. But it helps you build yourself. It's building spiritual strength. Let me give you one more, one more, one more, one more. Can I give you one more? Because I think this will put the icing on the cake. Go to Romans chapter 8 very, very quickly. Romans 8. Romans 8. And we're going to look at verse 26. Speaking in tongues help, help you control your weaknesses. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I got some weaknesses. And if you ain't got none, how you doing, Jesus? Speaking in tongues, here's another next part, part. Speaking in tongues helps control your weaknesses. Now, in, in uh, Romans chapter 8, we're going to start in verse 26. If you're there, say I'm there. If not, if you would, look at the screen. In verse 26, I love it. It says, likewise, the Spirit, it helps our infirmities. The word infirmity means weaknesses. It also means to, con- to restrain corrupt desires. The Spirit helps us to restrain corrupt desires. It also means to help bear trials and troubles. So the Spirit, it says here in verse 26, helps our infirmities. It helps our weaknesses. It helps to restrain corrupt desires. It helps us to bear trials and troubles. Amen. It goes on to say, For we know not what we should pray for as we should. But the Spirit itself makes intercession or prays for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So listen, that cannot be English. He said, the Spirit is there to help restrain my weaknesses. Verse 27, which is my last point and I'm going to close. Speaking in tongues helps me to pray God's will for my life in every situation. Even if I don't know what to do, I have a guarantee that it's going to work out for me for good. I'm going to say that again. When you speak in tongues, it helps you pray God's will for your life. See, a lot of people say, I don't know God's will. I don't know God's will. Listen, listen, start praying in tongues and you'll figure out God's will. It says, listen. It helps us know God's will for our life in every situation, even if we don't know what to do, and we have a guarantee that things are going to work out for our good. Look in verse 28. Well, verse 27 talks about praying in the Spirit. It says, and, it says, and he that searches the heart, which is God, he knows what's in the mind of the Spirit, which is inside of you, because he, the Spirit, makes intercession for the saints, or me, how class? According to the will of God. Now, the will of God, well, the will of is in italics, but it says according to God, which that's a a proper translation, because if it's according to God, it's according to what he wants. So it goes on to say, and we know that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. When I begin to pray in tongues, man, I'm praying what God wants me to pray. And if I pray what God wants me to pray, I'm going to get what God wants me to have. So I'm going to close with this one piece of how you activate it. Just know that in Matthew 26, well, I don't know what scripture it is because I didn't write it down. There's a scripture that says, if you ask for the spirit, that's what he's going to give you. He's not going to give you a serpent. He's not going to give you a rock. He's he's not going to give you a snake. He's going to give you the spirit. So the first thing to activate on how to speak in tongues is you got to know that God wants you to have it. I'm talking about Lombano now. Number two, you got to ask. Write down Luke chapter 11, verse 9 through 13. It says, ask. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, that's what God's going to give you. Then you got to be willing to exercise your faith. So at home this week in your prayer time, I don't need to be there because the Holy Spirit is there. 
I dare you to just say, Lord, I want to be filled. I want to lambano the Holy Spirit. I want to pray in tongues. And I just yield myself to you for that. And just begin to praise in English. Because, see, God can't use you to pray in tongues if your mouth is closed. Sitting up there saying, I want to pray in tongues. I'm waiting, Lord. No. Give him some praise. Because the word spirit means breath. So as you begin to praise him, then it opens your heart up. But then I want you to come to prayer this week. If you don't pray in tongues, you want, you want to, come to prayer this week so that we can just activate it in your life. And I believe God's going to do some marvelous things. And those of you who already pray in tongues, I challenge, I challenge you to double your prayer life. I challenge you to double it because, see, there are some things that your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard. And neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has for you. But it said that God has revealed them to you by his spirit. So there are some things that God wants to reveal to you by the Spirit. And the best way for him to do that is for you to just open up to him. Did anybody get anything out of today's lesson? <laughs>